This is Bob Baffert we're talking about. Drugging horses is like, yeah, 1500. You say you say that those Eclipse Awards are sacred to the game. This is why I don't care about the Eclipse Awards anymore because they're not they're no longer sacred. I mean, this is a guy this is a guy who had been under complete scrutiny all year long and the the horse that kept testing positive. Forget about the Oaks. The horse that kept testing positive and they knew about before the vote, they still voted for it. There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had advice on racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it seemed silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner. There's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exact. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post, make sure you use the website that'll win you the most. Whether Churchill, Oakland, Goldstream Park, Saratoga, and all tracks in between, there's only one site to go to. When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets, plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. This is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? Oh, it's a great day, Jared. It's a great day to be alive, isn't it? Boy, it is. It feels good to be alive. I'm feeling great. I've got my drink. Uh, we are into February. It's crazy, man. We're uh, we're going. How are you doing tonight? Oh, man. I couldn't be any better. Could not be any better. I got a lot to talk about tonight. I'm really excited. Me too. We got a big, you know, obviously the, uh, the the Super Bowl this weekend. So, you know, I'll have some 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 thoughts. Uh, and then, you know, we have the you know, two derby preps again this weekend. We've had some news come out uh, uh, about our friend Teflock Bob. We've got to talk a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, lots going on. Um, so let's get let's just get right to it, because obviously we'll save the Super Bowl talk. For the end of the show, because I know it's going to go a while, I'm sure. Um, so, we'll go right to you. You know, since you're joining us today, Tough Luck, uh, I see your name there. What What do you think of, uh, what's the news? I'll let you break the news. Uh, it broke, I think, earlier today when you were on the Ricky Rocket show. So, <laughs> what do you think about this uh, this crazy stiff fine that he's facing? <laughs> yeah, so the swift justice of horse racing has reared its ugly head once again as Tough Luck Bob has another overage with Gamine. By the way, Gamine has more uh, medication violations slash disqualifications as she does win. So, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, that's, that's a feat that is not easy to accomplish, so I want to congratulate the Bob Baffert, excuse me, the Tough Luck, Bar, uh, Tough Luck Bob Barn uh, for that accomplishment. And uh, so, yeah, a $1,500 fine. It's a big one, folks, laid out by... Uh, by uh, horse racing today, you know, you, you get an overage in, in one of the biggest races we run all year long, and we get fined 1500 That's That's a really, really nice thing. And <laughs> the thing I liked about it, though, was really swift action. You know, that, was, uh, that happened the first Saturday in September. Oh, wait. Oh, it's January now, isn't it? Yeah. So just like when other sports, when they have overages, they let them play for three, four more months before they, they have any punishments. That makes sense, right? Um, so yeah, all in all, just really fun. The good news is though, our, our turf riders didn't reward Gamine because of the drug violations, right? She didn't win the Eclipse Award. 
Oh, wait, we don't care about drugs if we're turf riders. We just vote for whoever. And Gamine, with three now disqualifications, is still your Eclipse Award winner. Congratulations to her. So excited that she's representing horse racing with that award. Isn't it amazing? Like, I thought about that earlier today, too. Like, you could theoretically just openly juice your horse as much as you want, win all the races you can, win the Eclipse Award, by the way, you might not get any of the purse money because you're end up you'll end up you know getting disqualified. But who cares? Because you got an eclipse award, right. right? I mean, who gives a shit? I mean, at this point, it's sad, really, because it's not her fault. But it's like Gamine shouldn't be able to run at all. Like, I mean, she should not be allowed <laughs> entered into a race. For that matter, her trainer should not be allowed entered into any race. You know, we're going to talk about some three-year-old uh, Baffert horses uh, th on this show. And listen, it's like I know it's not like breaking news, but it's like until further notice, and this has been a while, it's like any three-year-old colt, or I guess in Gamines, you know, Philly or colt, you, ha you just, you, yes, they're being drugged, and two, you have to bet them. You have to pick them, you know, every single time. You know, you, you try to beat... Uh, whatever the fuck that horse's name was last week that, that you know, that beat, uh, uh, <laughs> whatever, my horse's name. I'm so pissed. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie, you know, it's like that horse wasn't giving up. You know, that horse, like, went, was flying. It's like, oh, that was a great effort. It's like, yeah, I bet it was a great effort. You know, it's like these horses, you just can't beat them right now. Whenever, yeah, I mean, there's like, if you're basically going to strike at a 95% strike rate if you bet Baffert three-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, maybe not quite that high, but close. Yeah, so, but you know, uh, in the end, let me let me kind of kind of backtrack. I feel bad for Tough Luck Bob. The guy just has no luck. I mean, maybe it's other trainers that are doing this to him, but behind his back because he's so good, it's it's malicious. You know, they're sneaking into the barns and having him have these uh, positive tests. Maybe that's it, Jared. Just you, you need to look at the whole picture here. It can't be Bob's fault. Tough luck, Bob. I'm, just has tough luck. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I mean, you know how it is. Like, you know, you you give someone the benefit of the doubt like six times in a row. I mean, every time there's got to be a reason, right? Like, it can't be. Right. It can't be their fault. Like, it's got to be something. Um, yeah. You know what? What did what did Jimmy do this time? You know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I <laughs> that dude's gonna show. That dude's gonna wind up missing at some point. Like, we won't even know what happened to him. Um, oh, that damn Jimmy! When they make the drug switch, he'll end up missing and he'll be gone. So that's what's just going to have to happen. I don't. I mean, listen. It, it, like you said, you all kidding aside, you nailed it. It's like that we no. I think any handicapper in the game that's really into the game knows. Like you don't bet against Baffert. You also know why his horses run like that. Um, but the fact that these prestigious, you know, these things that are sacred to the game as far as this you know these over you know these these end of the year awards we're just like yeah whatever give it to him like no it's not i mean we of course authentic you don't know but i mean you know and it's just like we just give them out you know and it's just like you can have all the violations you want i mean let's be honest we have riders that work for us who are part-time if we gave them a fifteen hundred dollar like fine they'd be like yeah all right that's fine <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is Bob Baffert we're talking about. Drugging horses is like, yeah, fifteen hundred. You say you say that those eclipse awards are sacred to the game. This is why I don't care about the eclipse awards anymore, because they're not they're no longer sacred. I mean, 
This is a guy, this is a guy who had been under complete scrutiny all year long. And the, the horse that kept testing positive, forget about the Oaks, the horse that kept testing positive and they knew about before the vote, they still voted for. Mm-hmm. If you're, if you're anybody else in the industry, if you're a trainer uh, of an, or you're an owner, any, it's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how, how does that make sense? So what does that tell you? Just juice your horse. You can win an Eclipse Award. I mean, by and large, that's what it tells me. I mean, it's sickening. It, it's it's unbelievable. And but you know, when I called out a, a certain trainer on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, all oh, the industry shills were just like, "How could you say this? What do you mean?" And I'm getting people that bet every day text me going, "What in the hell are they talking about?" And I said, "I you know, if horse racing people at the industry that they can't stand up for themselves." then what is the point of even calling it out any longer? They obviously right. don't care. I mean, and that, that is really my take on it. They either don't care uh, or, or they, they're, they're too afraid to say anything. There's a lot of that, you know, and I think it, it's, a, it's a vicious mm-hmm. circle for everybody because as handicappers, we're forced to bet these horses because we have to. I mean, what, what's yeah. our job? To pick a winner. Well, so there's a circle starts there. We have to basically support. I mean, we're saying Baffert's going to win this race. Whatever we have to, because you want to get it right. So then these horses are winning, and then people are riding about these horses. And what do we like to get behind? We like to get behind those kind of stories that these awesome figures, these awesome horses, and they do these great things. Well, there's a reason for it, and then it's just like it's a circle. Like then they write about it, and then they go to the Breeders' Cup, and then we have to bed them again. We have to pick them to to win that race, and it's just like so. There's like no, and then and then and then when there is finally finally a punishment and it's being called out is fifteen hundred dollars and 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 he can he can sit the eclipse tr- uh, trophy on top of the fifteen hundred dollars you wouldn't even know it's there like that's how little the amount of fine it is it's just like he's like who cares why w- if you if i tell my son like if he, he does something stupid and, you, and you're like you get onto him and you're like well if you do that you know you're not going to be able to read a book today he'd be like i don't care like great i'll go watch the ipad it's like what he doesn't care there's no there's no there's no risk of doing these things no anyways no there's none it's it's, it is it's a joke it's a complete joke and and i i was hopeful that we could get change you know when the navarro and service thing went down i thought okay this will change i think it's worse now than it's ever been that that is 100 percent my take on it you can agree or disagree and that's fine i think it's worse now than it's ever been uh, these guys, I didn't scare them one bit. And, and, you know, and by the way, the feds, the FBI had to get involved for anything to happen with that situation when everybody in the damn world knew it was going on. It, and, and the same thing. I don't know. They've never had an overage. Of course, they never had an overage. They're, they're using things you don't test. for, right. You know, so it's it's and if, it the, if, still, and if the FBI didn't get involved, Navarro and service would both still have horses in training right now, running races. I mean, it wouldn't, nothing would change. It would have been exactly the same. No. Yep. A thousand percent correct. That's the truth. And there's no way you could convince me otherwise. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, like here's a comment and thank you, by the way, we're getting, we got so worked up. Thank you everybody for joining us uh, live here on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, if you're listening to this after the fact, remember to tune in these shows on Thursday evenings and you can kind of, you know, come uh, and pl- you know, play along with us here and comment and we'll talk about racing and we-, we will get into some handicapping here shortly. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for joining us. Here's a comment uh, from Empty Pockets 58 refused to play any race with Baffert horses. Well, I like I understand the logic, but it's like 
deep. Baffert runs in every big race. And so as, as our job as handicappers and owning a website and a business that, I mean, we have to, you know, like you have to play these horses and, it, it, you know, it, it just, it's, it's a sad reality that you, you're that, and that's kind of the whole point. It's like you, us as handicappers can't do a whole lot about it because our job, I mean, if no, if the people that we lean on, which would be a track or you know, the, the invisible non-existent, you know, overlying, uh, you know, like leaders of our, uh, horse racing industry, if, if we rely on them, then we know nothing's going to get done. So you basically forced to kind of join in a sense because you're like I, well i've got to i still got to pick baffert i still got to pick uh these horses even though i know why this horse is going to win you know like and, and as handicappers yeah. it makes our job extremely i mean i know and then halterman i know you know this more than anybody because you handicap all these all the small tracks the charlestowns and the you know the Goldstream park not that's not a small track but on a you know normal weekday or Goldstream park west where you know, like you kind of have to, like, well, that horse doesn't shouldn't win, but look who's training it. So I've I've got yeah. I have to I have to include that horse. Yeah, absolutely. And I that's the thing I, I deal with it every day. You know, you, a horse gets off the claim and, and and improves fifteen buyer points, and nobody's surprised. I mean, I know a lot of good trainers that can't do that. You know, so it is. It's you're. At, I just feel like I'm on an island by myself. And even though I know we've got an upswell of people that are with us. It's nobody that can really make any difference. And and it becomes painfully obvious when you get on Twitter. And, it, you know, it, it, it's just crazy that one week somebody's on Twitter that, that knows racing and then maybe has somebody, a uh, family member in the industry. And it's like, you know, this guy is a cheater, basically. And then when it publicly I say it, the guy has a different opinion all of a sudden. Not, he, how could, how, why would you say that? I can't believe you're saying that. <laughs> If you're too big of a puss to stand up for, for yourself and for your family member who's getting robbed by these sons of bitches, why do I care? Right. That's almost where I'm at now. It's just like, why, why am I going to fight for these people when they're not going to fight for themselves? So it's, it is a really lonely island I feel like I'm on at this point where I don't know. I don't have the power to make a difference. I have the power to, to get some people upset, but to actually make a change it's going to take a lot more than us and I, we don't have that support right now well dude the bottom line is it's pretty simple uh, sadly is that you could have as much firepower as you have need you could have the positive test which we've had we, you could have video you could have everything and you know that even if it works out perfect the dude's gonna get a $1,500 fine or something along those lines it's like and like you say, no one cares. No one seems to care. So you're just like, well, what what am I doing? You know, you kind of, and then it kind of just forces you to be like, well, I guess I just go along with it because if if I don't care or if they don't care, if like you said, if the owner's or trainer's son who has to be directly affected by this, it doesn't care. Then it's like, why the fuck do I care? Like I'll just move on with my life and I'll keep picking the cheaters. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's yeah. like, why do I care? So. And that's a sad reality because it shouldn't be that way, but because no, there's no, anyways, there's no support up, up top. We can't really get anything done. So, nope, no, you're wasting your time. I mean, you're absolutely wasting your time. Uh, so it's, it's terrible. Yeah. I mean, and this is just a example. Someone says, I literally grew up on the backside of Philadelphia park 
uh, racetrack, I've seen a lot of things. And I mean, that's like, I mean, yeah, of course you have. Like, and yeah. that's the thing. Like, like Baffert is obviously a name, but gosh, this happens all over. And, and, all over. and, and, and much, much worse. So he's a name. He's someone people know. And so, it, you know, it's pretty bold, but still. Um, all right. So that's that's that. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about let's let's try to let's try to liven up the show a little bit. What's the best thing you saw today? Do we have something to kind of make it a little better? I know what you're gonna say I think, but go ahead. Dude, the best thing I've seen and it was yesterday and then today. Yesterday, Samich nailing everything at Golfstream, and today, Ricky nailing everything at Golfstream. It's these two guys we've got, man. Samich and Ricky, uh, two of the best in the in the industry. So you want to you want to talk about something positive? How about these two handicappers? I mean, uh, Ricky hits hits a, a ton of shit today at, at Golfstream. I mean, my God, my Twitter is blown up. Oh yeah, and, uh, people are like, oh, thanks, racing dudes, for giving these guys a chance. No, thank those two guys for being so damn good that we didn't have a choice. <laughs> so, uh, major shout out to Ricky and, and to Mike Samich, and man, uh, major shout out especially to all those that cashed these last two days. We have seen so many tickets, and we love seeing that. And, uh, yeah, that just really got me excited. And, uh, yeah, I'm very happy for everybody. So congrats uh, to everybody involved. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, it's been, yeah, it's been a great couple of days from the, from the, our handicappers, you know, with, with Samich and bringing out the grids on, you know, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. And, of course, Ricky's Ro- Ricky Rockets tearing it up. By the way, spoiler alert, uh, I'll be making my uh, debut on Ricky's Rockets tomorrow. Now, Full disclosure. I don't, I mean, it might. It, it very well likely could be me, my son, and my other son. So <laughs> it, it really, it, I really don't know what it's going to be like. But I'm going to try to hop on, uh, talk a little Chiefs, talk a little Oakland Park. That's what you're talking about tomorrow, right? Yep. Um But yeah. Speaking of Ricky, uh, by the way, so the best thing I saw today has got to be that I am now uh, double qualified for the nhc feature on saturday so i've got two bullets uh for saturday's contest in the nhc to get to vegas so that's uh that's exciting right uh we've been doing this for about a week now you and i kind of really focusing on this and trying to get in and so i've got two and i i text ricky because you know the last race at gulfstream park today uh the 11 won 15 to 1 morning line and i really liked the 11 uh going into the race and i was kind of on the fence because the last race was up yeah the last race was tough you know Mm -hmm. you know as you know you guys talked about it on ricky's rockets and i and i looked to see who he picked or who is what his thoughts were as well and he kind of liked the 11 as well and it really pushed me to be all right i like him he likes him i'll do it and the i mean of course the 11 gets pounded down to nine to two from 15 to one morning line but still it got it got me a qualifying spot uh, and so, you know, and I know he had a big day because that 11 came in for him as well. So I, I text him and he's, I was like, dude, I, I gotta tell you, I was like, I'm glad you liked that 11 so much because I did too. And you gave me the, the reason to kind of, kind of go final on that. And, and, uh, you know, I, he's like, oh, you gotta be on the show now, you know? So <laughs> I'll be on, I'm guessing we'll be talking a little bit about that, but yeah, best thing I saw, uh, now listen, uh, Saturday's gonna be impossible. Like I'm gonna try. I got two bullets at least, but I, it's a whole different ball game, you know. Once you get in these big ones, these features. Uh, but the fact that if I win, say I think it might probably end up being top three, uh, could get a uh, seat to the NHC. That's exciting, right? So just, yep. just I'm gonna be taking some some big dick swings. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. And as D Wayne always says, you got to be in it to win it. 
and you're in it and you're in it twice. So you can't be in it or you can't win it if you're not entered. So yeah. can't mail uh, them in, right? As, as he I, says, can't mail them in. You got to run. You got to line them up and run them. That's right. That's right. So uh, listen, the, the the guy that won last week, uh, first time he was ever involved in one of those tournaments. So here you are. You can make two weeks in a row. So hopefully, yeah, everybody root for Jared on Saturday for sure. I think, uh, I think, listen, I think you got a shot. You got just as good a shot as anybody else. Well, hey, dude, tomorrow, which is Friday, your last chance. You might have, it might be a already early one on Saturday. I don't know, but you got to get in. So you got to get in. Um, so that way, because I know Samich at least has one, one seat. Um, yeah. yeah, Dennis, you can, like, you, you can have up to three entries and you can have, like, you can get three spots uh technically i mean uh now a lot of people will play different you know like kind of you know one ticket might be this one ticket might be that so you, you know so it's unlikely unless you just are like i love this the, these picks and i'm playing them <laughs> three times in a row or whatever I, I i don't know if that's ever happened that'd be amazing if it did if someone like was that bold and, and won it got first second and third or first and second mm-hmm. in one of these that'd be insane but yeah i mean because you know so much what do you have he had two he had two seats in the NHC, didn't he, last year? Uh, I think he had two. Or was it BC, 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 BC. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. So you can't, and I mean, obviously it helps to do that. So um, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I I, I got to talk to the man a little bit. I'll talk to Samich tomorrow a little bit, kind of get some stress. Of course, I'm playing against him, so I, who knows what he's going to tell me. Uh, he'll probably be like, listen, I think you go chalk. I think you go chalk on these days, you know? Like, a, Yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. All right, yeah. let's get to today's show. We've got some handicapping to talk about. All right, today's show we're going to preview... Uh, the $250,000 Wither Stakes at Aqueduct and the $250,000 Sam F. Davis Stakes at Tampa Bay. Uh, each are Kentucky Derby preps. And then we're going to give some rapid fire selections for the remaining stakes action this weekend at Goldstream Park, Santanita Park, and Tampa Bay Downs. Let's go! Right, let's kick things off on the Kentucky Derby preps on Saturday, race eight at Aqueduct. The Wither Stakes grade three with uh, 250K for three-year-olds going a mile and eighth. That's right, going a mile and eighth. This is your early in the year. We'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, field of nine lines up for this one. Risk-taking for Chad Brown. You know, the, kind of the same connections, highly motivated, uh, who we're going to see later on in the year. But risk-taking comes back for, with Chad Brown here. Five to two, three to one on Capo Kane. Uh, coming in, kind of, I kind of thought that horse would be the favorite, uh, the morning line favorite. Donald Bay for Todd Pletcher, one of two Pletchers in the race, seven to two. The other Pletcher is Overtook at six to one. I guess uh, rule number six to one as well here, but you know, really, it's a, it's one of those fields that there's only feels like there's a few possible stars in the race. Um, what do you think of the race? Yeah, this is not a great race for sure. Um, you know, you look immediately to Capo Kane who won. Uh, here uh, or one last time out in the Jerome um, and you think, okay, can he repeat? Well, he got a pretty decent early lead and just kind of ran away from those horses. I think there's going to be a lot more pace here. And I think there's a few more like serious horses, at least horses as far as uh, from serious barns like Pletcher, a, a, you know, and like uh, Brown. So I, I think this is going to be a bigger test. So I, I think Capo Kane is one you need to use, but not one I put on top. I hate to do it because I didn't think this horse would be five to two. I didn't think this horse would be the favorite, but I kind of like risk taking. Um, you look at the race last time out, first time going long on the dirt. It was actually at this distance of a mile and an eighth. It was easily without any question, without any debate. And it wasn't close easily his best race. I mean, he, he looked very good. He kind of ran away from these horses or those horses down the stretch 
And now here we come right back. It's a mile and eighth race. The speed figure he got for that maiden win is pretty comparable to everybody else in this field. Uh, Chad Brown, obviously, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, well, Chad's kind of off to a slow start. I don't think a lot of people watch Aqueduct. Chad's actually doing really well at Aqueduct. <laughs> and um, like he's so like I, on fire right now. Yeah, at, exactly. At yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think risk taking uh, for all those reasons, very appealing. And the last thing that kind of put me over the top, the pace should be there for the source. I kind of mentioned at the top, Capo Canes should have a little bit of pressure in this race. And if it heats up and we're going a mile and an eighth, risk-taking might just be the one to mow them all down late. So for me on top, I went with the five risk-taking. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I don't I don't hate the pick at all. I think it, it came, for me, it came down to two horses, and that's risk-taking and uh, no surprise here, but also on my fantasy team, number seven, Donegal Bay. Uh, that's the two I liked. Uh, I'm, a, I'm with you. I'm taking a shot against uh, Capo Kane. I think that horse, like this is the, t- I mean, I get, I under, even though this race isn't like a, I mean, it's not a massive prep. Uh, it's still like, let's see how legit this horse is. You know, winning two in a row, the like he did, you know, break, you know, breaks the maiden, goes to Jerome, gets another easy pace, doesn't beat much. Can he do it again here? Um, so I'm going to try to beat him. Uh, and, I, and I think it's, I think the, the opportunity is there to do so. Listen, I like risk. Like I love playing these two, and this is why because you have both angles. Like I feel like Donegal Bay is going to be more full, forwardly placed, whereas risk taking, like you say, the pace should set up quite well because there's a lot of horses that are going to want to be forwardly placed in this one. I love that the fact that Donegal Bay drew outside because this horse. Now, while he did break his maiden, uh, going wire to wire at Gulfstream Park. I mean, it's not necessarily a horse that, you know, you, you would think it has to be on the lead. Um, mm-hmm. See, so the all the, with all the speed drawn to his inside, I think I feel like it gives Camus an opportunity to be like, listen, you know, like if the speed goes, you can stalk the pace, you know. Um, and given that he's, he's bred to go, you know, being an Uncle Mo horse out of an Empire Maker dam, I mean, you got to think the distance is going to be fine for Donegal Bay. And it's like, he's going to have that kind of stalking trip right on the pace, but not on the pace. And, you know, he might just be able to hold on long enough and, and kind of grind his way to win if, if some of these horses can't, you know, hold that distance or, like, risk-taking, uh, you know, off of a little bit of a layoff, but still can't quite get there. The, my issue with risk-taking, why ultimately ended up on the 7 Donegal Bay, this horse was god-awful for his first two starts. I mean, was terrible. The first start was, I mean, they were, he, they were pumping on him from the start. Second start, they go to the turf. I hate that move. I mean, whenever it's when you're in this situation, then they go back to the dirt. Now, granted, he was awesome. You know, runs an 82 buyer that day. Uh, one of the high uh, time form numbers runs awesome. Puts an, you know, just really looks good going this distance. But you're kind of like, okay, which one is it? You know, like it, anytime a trainer goes, especially a trainer like Chad Brown, you know, in Clarevich, obviously like mostly known for their turf, right? Um, goes right to the turf after the, a shitty first debut, you're like, okay, well, do they even know what he is? And like, well, I mean, so that at least gives me a reason to say, I'm going to try to play against this one. I, I, I like playing both of those because you kind of have both angles. You have one that's a little bit forwardly placed and you have one um, that's going to come off of it. But ultimately, Donegal Bay, man, Todd Pletcher coming right off the, the main special weight to this race. Uh, going this distance from, you know, went from six and a half furlongs to a mile to now going a mile and eighth. Listen, I, I don't think this horse is a world beater, but I think he might be good enough to win here. 
Yeah, I think I think you said that really well. I I, I don't think he's great, but I think he has spotted really well. And I, I really liked your point about being drawn outside of all the speed. Uh, and I think that will really be to the seven's advantage. So I'm expecting a pretty good uh, pretty good race from the seven here. Uh, the six overtook the other Pletcher. Well, you watch the replays on this horse. He ain't, he ain't it. I, I mean, they gave a million dollars for this horse. I don't think he's going to get that back. He does not look great. <laughs> so I was not thrilled with him. Um, you know, another one I looked at was Eagle Orb. I think it's a very consistent horse. I just don't think it's kind of a win candidate. Maybe more of a hit the board type. Uh, Royal Number has the highest time form figure, the two horse out of anybody. Uh, and he, he earned it last time out at Laurel Park, going a mile and 16th. I don't mind that as, as a little bit of a long shot. If you want to, if you want to get somebody that's going to be a little higher price than what we're talking, I think the number two Royal number makes a lot of sense. Uh, but for me, all, all roads kind of led back to the number five risk taking five to two morning line. Like I said, I, hopefully we get something close to that. I don't think this horse should be bet down much past that based on what you're saying. It's just, the, the horse was really bad for two races. Uh, there's no way around it. And uh, just woke up last time. So we'll see. Uh, I don't, uh, I, you know, I don't see anybody coming out of this race and we go, okay, that's a big time derby contender. I don't see that happening. And honestly, it, it, it should, I mean, I guess you got like tax and, and uh, what was a horse max player. I mean, these are horses that were like, what's by the way, that's who's on the background is, is the tax race. Um, <laughs> Uh, I still think Tax won. He did win that day. And listen, I, I, I do think. I mean, it's one of those races. I, I wouldn't be surprised if these horses. Listen, it's a Pletcher. So if it's, if it's a Pletcher, um, then you got to think you're going to see. You know, this is a horse you're going to see on the trail. Um, if it's uh, uh, the the Capo Can or the whatever that horse's name. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like you're going to see these horses. Like I think that's notable. This a notable enough race that these horses are going to be mentioned. Um, but I don't. I don't, like I say, I don't, they're going to be underneath horses at the best down the road. To Magic's point, are you concerned about Dungle Bay uh, after what happened to both Pletchers and the Holy Bull? No, I'm not really. I've never really subscribed to that fact that two different horses at different tracks make a difference when it comes to next week and two other horses at at another track. No, I'm not worried about it. I, I think that I think it's all separate. I think everything is separate. When what? it comes to that. Magic is still bitter over the wrong Pletcher, number three overall. Hey, and by the way, what was it you I saw it on Twitter, Magic? Would you, out of three out of your five horses aren't even nominated. Is that right? So that's I mean shit. That's, good. that's not good. Um and yeah. by, and here's another one more I think this is worth kind of mentioning. Um and who did he get beat by uh two back? Well, he got beat by Greatest Honor. He, Greatest Honor also beat him that day by twenty one links. Yeah. Um, you know, a known agenda, which we'll talk about here in just a second. Um, known agenda upsets greatest honor. Obviously, greatest honor was unbelievable last week in the Holy Bull, um, beating the the Pletcher that uh, that Magic is uh, talking about, um, Prime Factor, and then uh, overtook. Obviously, twenty one links back, finished the third. So I mean, I get it. Like there's some class there in a sense who he faced, but he wasn't in that class. So I I don't think he used that. I think that's just. I mean. I get, if he won this race, would I be shocked? No, just because I don't think it's that great of a race. But still, I mean, to me, I'm going with with Donegal Bay, and, and I want to make sure, like you, I want to one more time be like, listen, I I don't think we're gonna see. We talked about it last week's show. Like, I feel like 
we both felt like we're going to see something that last weekend that's going to be like, okay, this horse is going to be like a real deal type of horse. And we did um, with the with greatest honor. I don't know that we're going to see it uh, <laughs> this weekend in, in the withers, especially. So, uh, all right, final picks. I'm on number seven, Donegal Bay. Halterman, you've got? Number five, risk-taking. All right, let's move over to Tampa Bay Downs on Saturday. Race 11, the same F. Davis Stakes grade three with 250K for three-year-olds going one with 16th miles. Field of 12. Oh, man, this is going to be a mess. 12 horses uh, in this one. This one, dude. Like, I feel like even the, the last one with, with the Withers may not have top class, but at least you can kind of narrow it down to, like, two, three, four horses. This one... Just take a pic. Smiley Sabatka, 3 to 1. 4 to 1, Nova Rags, 5 to 1, and Boca Boy, 6 to 1, a known agenda. Another Todd Pletcher we'll talk about. Hidden Stash is 10 to 1. I mean, listen, it's all uh, Candyman Rocket for Bill Mott, 10 to 1. You know, I, I this one, I, this race, I feel like you, you're going to have, like, this race never really produces a horse that is like a legit contender. But. Someone's got to win uh, on Saturday, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Somebody's got to win. I hope these morning lines are correct because the three horses I like best are 10 to 1, 10 to 1, and 6 to 1. So let's cross our fingers that the morning lines are accurate. So this is a mess of a race that you could go a ton of different ways. It's, it's just a mess. Tell you what, Billy Mott's got two in here. And I like the longer price one. I put the number nine, Candyman Rocket, on top. Uh, went back and watched all the replays like I like to do for these races, and, and really all races for that matter. Let's take a look two races back, or, or I'm sorry, last time out at, at, at Candyman Rocket. Going six furlongs at Gulfstream Park in a maiden special weight. This horse kindly raided off the speed and just pounced and dominated by over nine lengths. Looked like a horse that's got a lot left in the tank. To me, looks like a horse that is going to be able to stretch out in distance. You look at the pedigree. I think that horse should stretch out in distance. Um, there's a lot to like about Candyman Rocket in this spot. Uh, I'm, I'm really intrigued to watch this horse run. I think the upside is there, and I, I love that this is the third start for Bill Mott. First start going long. I'm pretty excited about the nine uh, Candyman Rocket, and I think it's a perfect race to take a shot in because there's six or seven you can kind of swing with. For me, this 10 to 1 uh, is definitely one. I also like the number one hidden stash. I can't believe this horse is 10 to 1 on the morning line either. Um, I'll tell you what, two really nice wins in a row in the in the, in the Bluegrass State there in Kentucky. A maiden special weight at Keeneland and then comes right back and wins an allowance at Churchill Downs. Um, you know, these aren't like the flashy connections that are going to get bet. So I get why we have morning line 10 to 1. This horse's got some talent, I think. And so, really, those two, I like those two uh, as my top two choices with the nine and the one, both 10 to one shots. Yeah, man. Um, gosh, this is, listen, I think this race is just as, it's, it's, it's as wide open as you can get for a derby prep. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it doesn't have a star in it. It's got some that might be, could be, want to be, whatever. Um, but it's just really nothing that's there as far as getting. So it gives you an opportunity to pick a horse like Kenny Rocket. Now, listen, I think the odds, like you, you can kind of draw a line through most of these odds. I think they're all jacked up. I, I like to me, I get that Smiley Sabatka is going to is three to one considering the second place in the grade two last time out. But I mean, to, for him to be 
I have a hard time thinking known agenda is going to be six to one, you know, like I, I feel like known agenda might go off as a favorite. Um, mm-hmm. and no, and Candyman rocket. I think that horse after that performance last time out, it's going to be bet hard. So like, I think 10 to one is more like five to one, you know? So I, I really think the odds are going to be kind of, uh, all over the place. I, I kind of like the seven Boca boy, you know, for a horse that, you know, could just get brave and, try to wire the damn thing you know like I, how good are these horses you know what i mean like it's just like if this horse can go out there and just be really really fast they might just try to wire the thing so that horse like i from a pace angle i liked a little bit um i guess from the odds perspective and considering we talked about okay so known agenda has some some history right a horse on debut gets second to highly motivated a horse the the, the probably the best chad brown uh, at least what we know of right now, um, three-year-old that he's got, which uh, will be debuting later on um, in the year. Uh, then you, he, the horse beats, beats, greatest honor. We just talked about the race second go, overtook, finished third in that race, well back, but the agenda beats greatest honor. Um, of course, greatest honor, say no more, right? So, and then go to the Rimson, mile and eighth, finishes third, beat nine, Brooklyn Strong, 10 for 10. I mean, no agenda really wasn't much, you know, was a bat kind of a didn't really look comfortable. You you can kind of you can at least tell yourself, okay, he didn't like the track that day. He didn't look ever look comfortable. I'm gonna say he didn't look. You know, he that wasn't his thing. So we're gonna try to uh, you know give him another excuse there, another reason to you know. So no agenda to me being a curling horse like this horse is only gonna keep continue to get better distance wise. Like there was no, there's not a lot of explanations the way this horse was running, especially when you look back to say he beat Greatest Honor. I mean, he, he, he got beat by highly motivated, but it's only by a length and three quarters, you know, and that was going six and a half for long. It's like, he's better than getting beat nine links to Brooklyn strong 10 for 10. So there has to be some sort of excuse there. I think he turns the tables here. I think that's going to be a popular pick. I, in my opinion, I, I believe known agenda is going to be going to be the favorite here. I really do. I think six to one is a horrible uh, line uh, to me. Really bad. Yeah. Well, okay. Pletcher Velasquez. Okay. That's enough to, to be less than six to one. And then everybody is going to look at that race two back. <laughs> I mean, I, I would right, be surprised right. if this horse is eight to five, to be completely honest. No, but, I wouldn't either. Yeah. And, and, you know, the horse has the, has the look of one that, that that's going to jump on the Derby trail and do okay. I agree. Uh, he just sucked in the rims, and I think he's better than that. But I, I, I almost picked him, and I think you got to play him, and I don't hate your pick at all. I just think he's a little bit of a grinder. You know, I don't think he's got that flash, and I'm just a little worried that maybe he runs well but doesn't have quite the kick to win and maybe gets second or third. Um, so that's why I kind of quote unquote played against him, even though I am, you know, recommending, uh, that you have him on tickets, but on the win end, I did try to go against him a little bit. Uh, Smiley Sabotka, uh, he's, it's like Romans. I mean, I had a favorite, even if he's bad up to, or floats up to like five to one. I just, I couldn't do it. Uh, we'll see. Maybe, maybe this horse surprises me, but I'm not a huge fan. We haven't touched on Nova rags. Who's who's four to one? Uh, the other Bill Mott. Um, listen, won the Pasco looked pretty good. He kind of had the look of a horse that I think can get better. And I think you know a, a trainer like Bill mm-hmm. Mott and a trainer like Shug McGahey, you don't really judge them just strictly and harshly on what they've done in the past because especially right. with the younger horse, I'm saying 
is you can expect them to kind of climb the ladder. They're old school guys. They use these as preps to get better and better and better with each start. So I do think Nova Rags, you're going to see some improvement. I think you're going to see a little too much, though, or you have to see a little too much for him to win here. I don't think he'll win, um, but I do think he's interesting, and I think he can get better. Uh, but, you know, he's another one. I think he will get bet, and I would rather, rather just try to take a shot with, like, the one and the nine. Um, I think the nine will get bet. The one maybe not as much, but I think they're going to be longer prices than your pick or, or horse like Nova Rags. Yeah, and in full disclosure, I mean, Magic and I talked. were talking a little bit on, I guess it was Monday, about this race and, and Nova Rags being in the race, and I was I was kind of kind of considering – putting the claim in for him just so I had action in both races and I never I couldn't put the trigger obviously and it's just like and now I'm sitting here when I handicap this race I have your mont over this horse over the other this mont you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, and so it's just like yeah I mean I get it and I thought he looked really good in the Pasco especially when you look at what he did in the you know he definitely is a horse that gets better with each race and you got to think he'll you know he'll run well here he's got a little bit of early speed that should bode well uh, I just yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I to me, I think the odds might be could very well be swapped. You know, uh, yeah. uh, on four to one and ten to one on those two months. So that's kind of ulti- at this race particular, like the ten to one entices me a lot more than four to one on Nova Rags. But you know, Pasco obviously being a prep for this one, uh, having that race under his belt at Tampa and winning that race obviously uh, bodes well. Listen, I, I I don't I agree with you, like. From a purpose of picking a winner, no known agenda, because but this horse is, is going to be from six. I mean, you, I I'd almost bet first click you're going to see this horse under two to one. I really do. like. I think he's going to get absolutely pounded, and you're going to all of it's going to be based off that maiden win, you know. And everyone's going to say the same thing I'm saying. You know, he didn't like the slop. He beat Greatest Honor. Look what Greatest Honor did. It's Todd Pletcher. Todd Pletcher brings you know what I mean. Like there's it's. It, you're, it's six to one is a pipe dream. If he's six to one, I'm betting him all day long. If he's if he's under two to one, two, or something like that, it's like, I mean, I'd rather take my chances with like Boca Boy or something, just try to get crazy and try to upset this field. I tell you who I want to take my chances with a little bit is a live, live, live long shot. Steve Patton just mentioned it. Number eleven. Let me talk about number eleven for just a second. Makes uh, this is Lucky Law. Oh, you know, I know where you're going with this. Makes. His dirt debut in this spot for Patrick Biancone, who had Soli Volante last year, making his dirt debut in this spot and winning. Turf horses don't run too bad on the dirt here at Tampa Bay. That's something that you can take uh, uh, into your handicapping if you're going to handicap uh, 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 Tampa Bay day by day. That's something to remember. But can he do it again with Lucky Law? And you know what? Lucky Law looked pretty damn good last time out, breaking that maiden at Gulfstream Park. Uh, only uh, three weeks ago, pretty good breeding. This horse should get two turns. Uh, of course, got it at Gulfstream last time out going on the turf. Look out for Lucky Law. I'm with you, Steve. I think Lucky Law's got a shot here, and 20 to 1 on the pick. morning line is juicy. Now, listen, you're on uh, – let's give our final picks. You're on Candyman Rocket, right? Yes, yep. Candyman Rocket for Halterman. I'm on number three known agenda. But, listen, we're both sitting here preaching. Like we said, you know, I would include – uh, Boca Boy, uh, Nova Rags, if you can. Um, the 11, like, you know, like, it's that kind of race. But let's go back. Uh, I think Dennis mentioned this earlier. I want to go back to a race. Mate, let's go look at this race five. Just, it's a little, 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 little special treat for everybody here. Race five, which is earlier in the card. 
Maiden Specialty, which is kind of an interesting race, three-year-olds. Maybe something to pay attention to. Maybe it's not. Uh, but a lot of really well-bred horses in the race. You know, Pletcher's got uh, a couple in here. Clement's got one in here. Mott's got one. I mean, there's some decent horses in here. Have you had a chance to look at this one yet? Yeah, I glanced at it pretty quickly. Um, I, I don't know that it's going to be a huge producer. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't love this one. Uh, spoiler alert, though, I do like a maiden special way to Gulfstream on the same day that we're going to talk uh -oh. about a little bit later. But I don't know. Dennis, I do agree. There's probably going to be a maiden win uh, on this card somewhere where we're like, okay, that's, you know, that could be a good horse. Uh, it could be this race. It could be the third race. Uh, that's also a maiden special weight. In uh, that one, you know, that one's going six furlongs, but there might be one or two in there. Christophe Clement has got a first-time starter. Uh, the John Velasquez is on. I think that's interesting. That horse has, has been working out pretty decent. So, anyway, there's, there's, there's some chances for sure. Uh, but uh, I, I've got my eyes on another maiden special weight that we'll talk about here in a minute. Uh, I do think if there is a horse, like say the one core curriculum, nine to two morning line, which we've already established that morning lines can be all over the place. Like to me, that's crazy because he's a first time starter for Todd Fletcher and Empire Maker. You got Lapinta, La Mad Cats. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you've got the, the connections there. Now, was it a huge purchase price? So I guess that could be a factor. But if this horse airs, he will be a top horse as far as a possible top horse, I should say. You know, you got the connections, you've got the, you know, the performance. Um, you got the breeding, Todd Fletcher, all that stuff. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see that. So it'll be interesting to see how 9-2 gets bet down. Um, but yeah, moving forward, you know, it'll be interesting to see how these horses come out of this race. But for the same F. Davis later in the day, I'm on the other Todd Fletcher, known agenda, and you've got... I am going to take number nine, the other Bill Mott, Candyman Rocket. <laughs> Time for Rapid Fire, presented by Racing Dudes Premium. That's right, go to racingdudes.com, go to the products page, and check out Racing Dudes Premium products. We just talked about earlier on the show, Ricky's Rockets is on fire. Soma Bomb's on fire yesterday. Of course, you got Racing Dudes Premium, where you can get all our uh, picks, all our premium picks for $70 a month subscription. Racingdudes.com, man, we got it all, and you know we, we were about to launch a brand new website, a brand new way to buy, a brand new way to buy all these products. It's going to be amazing. Uh, on racingdudes.com website. So make sure you check, us out, check that out. If you're, if you're just playing our free picks, that's great. If you want to try some more uh, premium information, whether it be from us, whether it be from our boy Ricky's Rockets or Soma Bombs, you know, go check those out at the products page at racingdudes.com. All right. So obviously it's a, it's a big day on Saturday. We do this from time to time. Just with too many races to talk about uh, when it comes to uh, doing these rapid fires. So we're going to break these down. Most likely winner, best value winner, and most excited to watch. So we're going to kick things off here. We'll go to you. We'll kick things off with our most likely winner. This is a, this is a, an honor of you. The lock that shit up race. What do you got? Hey, you brought it back. All right. The lock that shit up pick of the week for me will be at Santa Anita Park. You love my <laughs> Santa Anita Park. Race seven, it's the San Vicente, a grade two, going seven furlongs for three-year-olds. And there he is, our good buddy, Tough Luck Bob. Oh, I just feel so sorry for him. He has no good horses, right? Well, he's got the sixth concert tour. Uh, he looks like such a standout. The three Mr. Impossible said, fuck it, I'm out. I'm out of this race. I'm not facing Tough Luck Bob. Uh, he's already scratched. So the sixth concert tour for me, uh, I think he wins this, this one. Um, going backwards right I, I think he can moonwalk to the finish line uh just not a lot in here that, sh that should be able to match up with concert tour if he runs back to that race last time out 
So concert tour for me in the San Vicente. Yeah, honestly, you and I were talking about this a little bit before the show, and we we're both like, it's got to be him, right? I mean, you know, you look at Tampa Bay card, you look at Gulfstream's card, Oakland's card, San Cena's card, whatever. You're like, God, it's got to be him. So, listen, like I said on the intro of the show, until further notice, and that's been like for like five years, but still, until further notice, it's Bob Baffert. He's not gonna lose. You know what I mean? Like he says, this horse is not gonna lose. Um, we we've seen this kind of this route with him before. That's the one thing that you know, you know, the drugs aside, you you because you start to see his, he's got so many fucking good horses year after year after year that you you see the patterns. You see where the, he brings his horses. You know when he gets, sends a horse here, then what's next? You know, Nadal went this route last year. Of course, he got in, ended up getting injured, but obviously was a really good horse. Uh, concert tour seems to be that horse for, for him this year. Going to this race, um, you know, obviously debuted at six furlongs, stretching out to seven, shouldn't be an issue. Uh, this is just, it, it's not a points race. It's, it is a derby prep, quote unquote prep, because it is on to better, bigger things after this race, um, whether it be in Arkansas or whether he stays home. Probably go to Arkansas. He, he, sometimes these, these horses uh, in this race go to Arkansas, so we'll see. Uh, but concert to it for me, I don't think you need to get real kind of crazy here. You know what I mean? Like I don't, you know, it's six horse field and concert tour is going to air. So I'm with you concert tour, uh, for me. All right, let's go to the best value winner. Right, here you go. Making it rain long shot race. What you got for the making it rain long shot race of the week. I am going to go to race eight at Tampa Bay downs on Saturday. It's the grade three Tampa Bay stakes going a mile on the 16th, uh, four, four year olds and upwards. Um, I think there's a lot of what I would call eye candy in this race, right? You got the, you, you know, you got Brown's got horses here, Cassie maker, uh, you know, you've got Soli Volante in this race million ways you can go i'm gonna go with the horse that i don't think will take a ton of money and that's the number three get smoking i like the cut back in distance to a mile and a 16th i love the junior alvarado is aboard for my money right now junior's riding about as good as anybody in the country so uh love love to see that my boy junior alvarado very nice guy by the way uh gets aboard uh two races back won a grade two race at belmont park that was the hill Prince stakes uh and won it in gate to wire fashion Last time out, moved up to the grade one Hollywood Derby out at Del Mar, got beat, was fourth, beaten three quarters of a length, and got beat by three really nice horses. The Chad Brown trained domestic spending, who I think is getting ready to have a big year. Um, Smooth Like Straight, who's a king of California turf racing, and Gaffoe, who's a very nice horse for uh, uh, Christophe Clement. Him running with those kind of horses really showed me that Get Smoking's nice. And I think Get Smoking will be uh, kind of ignored on the tote board. That's why I think this is the long shot, make it, or the, excuse me, the making it rain long shot rape of the week for me. <laughs> Number three, Get Smoking in the eighth at Tampa Bay. Oh, listen, that's just funny because I know you said Tampa, but I didn't honestly, I just wanted to know the track, so I didn't pay attention to what race you said. I went with this race too. So we'll keep it here and we with a different horse. So that should tell you what our thoughts are because what's funny is our logic is exactly the same. Because my thought was like, well, you got Chad Brown, you got some horses in here, but they're all like those guys is like sea horses, you know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't feel like, so, but you feel like they're going to take money. So it gives you an opportunity. You like the three, I like the three as well, but I'm going to go just to his outside, the four horse. Talker, listen, 15 to one 
morning line horse. And listen, man, this horse got thrown into the fire off his uh, U.S. debut back in June, finishing 10th. Got, you know, went up against breaking the rules of digital age at Belmont. You know, it was a tough race. Then he comes back in September at Laurel, finishes fifth, beating three. Dr. Mounty, you know, a decent horse there, um, wins that race. And then takes the year, rest of the year off, comes back, runs here January 10th at Tampa Bay, and airs. Looks awesome. Gets, you know, gets a 94 buyer out of the race. Really impressive. Man, I mean, that to me showed this horse can, can hang. He's got the distance. He ran that distance last time out. You got the connections. He's 31%. Uh, here at, at Tampa Bay and, and an 18% rider. And when these, when these team up, you got 26%. You got two off of 45 at 26%. One last start at 26%. All the percentages are there. And you're getting 15 to 1 morning line. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, that horse might get down a little bit. But with all the connections in the race, this horse is going to get overlooked. So I like this angle a lot because whereas your horse is playing on the speed, my horse is looking to take up that speed and, and kind of close late. So I like the four talk or listen as my making it ring long shot race. Very nice. Very nice. I hope, I hope that horse runs well. I hope, I hope it comes in 3-4 or 4-3. Box them up and call them home, people. 3-4, <laughs> exact a box, race number, what is that, eight yep. at Tampa Bay on Saturday. I'm hoping this race is in the, uh, the NHC contest on Saturday because if it is... That's a great horse to play. But anyways, all right. Now, the final one. And this is just for you, Halterman. The final one. I hope you didn't look at this. You're so excited I may shit myself race. <laughs> what do you got? All right. Well, the, for the so excited I may shit myself race of the week, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, to the seventh race at Gulfstream Park. And it's that maiden special weight that I mentioned a little bit earlier. Uh, it, it's a maiden special weight for three-year-olds going six furlongs. A ton of first-time starters in here for, for big outfits, big barns. Uh, Pletcher's got two. Uh, you got Shug McGahee with one. You've got Safi Joseph with one. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of ways you can go. And you've got a couple of horses that have started before and ran decent. Uh, number four, Jabbar, is one that got beat by Candyman Rocket last time out. So uh, that's one to look at. You've got Larry Ravelli. He's got one with the number six, Buck Moon, who got uh, second on debut. Um, so there's a there's a good mix here. Um, as far as picking a winner in this race, boy, is it tough. Um, I kind of thought the 10 Calibrate was the one to beat here. Into Mischief Colt with Safi Joseph Jr. And, uh, and, and got Tyler Gaffleon aboard. When those two hook up, it's pretty tough to beat them. Uh, and I, actually, that surprisingly is the morning line favorite over the Pletchers. But uh, wide open race here. And I think I think one of these horses might get drafted in our fantasy league on uh, Monday. Well, anytime you have these kind of made special weights, uh, you know, on the undercards uh, of the big days, you're, you're going to you're going to find yourself with, like you say, with the potential, you know, if, some, if one of these horses really airs, people are they're going to because there's the bottom line is there's not a lot of depth here. I mean, you're looking for anybody to claim and if that horse shows any promise from that race like you said of course if it is a Pletcher um I think it depends like if, if Safi Joseph wins even though he's very good at Goldstream you're kind of like yeah I mean but if Pletcher wins with one of those um I guess Romans you can have Romans if he, if he wins that one uh, Pletcher for me is the only one I'd be considering training or claiming if wins but all right let's go to now I'm gonna kill a little time this is a horse 
that is the workout king and he's finally making his debut <laughs> and you know what yeah. this horse could be forgotten tomorrow or i guess on monday or he could be the kentucky derby favorite and let's go to <laughs> sunday <laughs> let's go to sunday race five santanita park number five bezos makes his debut finally for bob baffert tough luck bob has another tough luck horse mike smith bob baffert teaming up bezos a horse that has been talked about for i feel like for years but it's been months here bezos finally making his debut for bob baffert he's been working out i mean it's like every single day i get pictures from ernie there's bezos yep there he is again there's bezos he keeps working he keeps working he keeps working He's finally entered in a race. It's race five. So this is definitely, it's got to be, right? This is a, so excited I may shit myself race because, I mean, what is Bezos? Because, like, I think because of the fact that Bezos, I mean, let's let's not, I mean, it's tough luck Bob. He legit could be the Kentucky Derby favorite. Or he might be forgotten after this race. So you just don't know. I mean, we saw it with Fenway earlier on. Um kind of a, a, a hyped up horse but bezos been hyped up longer so bezos makes his debut yeah he's gonna be interesting uh it gets mike smith aboard i thought that was a real clear sign of okay this one's a serious one so yeah i think he'll run well um he's, he's getting a ton of hype and he actually went off as the uh, favorite in the first or the second kentucky derby pool as far as an individual betting interest bezos did so Hey, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, he's going to have to take the justify route, even if he wins and looks really good. Not a lot of time. But, uh, yeah, the workout King Bezos, uh, that's a good one. Everybody's excited to see him. Yeah, I want to look this up real fast on our, you know, on our site here. Um, it, what was he? He went off at, what was his odds? I don't remember exactly. I just saw where this one was. I think like maybe 13 to one or something like that. He was an individual betting interest, which is doesn't happen right. often, obviously, uh, with an unraced horse. But considering, and I, I read some things about how they how you know how they were kind of doing this um, in terms of how how they're making they're getting these odds, and of course they've got guys there that are trying to to talk to people get an idea of what horses are hot what horses are not bezos morning line odds were 20 to 1 final odds were 26 to 1 so you look at the, that this horse has got better odds than capo kane uh has better odds than fire at will better odds, better odds than greatest honor better odds uh almost the same odds as highly motivated better odds than hot, hot rod charlie about the same as jackie's warrior uh, Mandolin, better odds. Uh, Medina Spirit, better odds. Midnight Bourbon, better odds. I could keep going, but Prime Factor, about the same. This horse hasn't ran yet. So I, when, when they're making these odds, they're they're in the know. Now, whether they, who they know, but it's it, at the very least, it's like, okay, this horse has been hyped. We need to include this horse as a betting interest because it'll take money. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make a lot of effort because it's Bob Baffert and we know what he can do with horses. <laughs> uh at this time of the year in particular so it's not gonna it, it, he's gonna be the next type horse whether or not he lives up to it we'll see but it's no shock that bezos to me is a horse and it, it still kills me because i want this is a horse that i i don't want to get into it i don't want it's, it's still a rough subject i wanted to draft this horse in the fifth round and i was talked out of it by somebody and i'm not gonna say names 
Um, <laughs> and I ended up not. Uh, but anyways, Bezos, that's my... So excited I may shit myself. Horse slash race I want to watch on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> so tell me I have checks out at RaceYouTube.com for our free picks and our premium selection on our handicap products page. Click the products link at the main menu at RaceYouTube.com to learn more. Remember to go to RaceYouTube.com. It's a de your destination site for all free horse racing picks and information. For all the major tracks running in the United States, we're on Twitter at RaceYourSportsReviews, Instagram and Facebook. Listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, saturated website at RaceYourSportsReviews.com. Remember to go check out the Magic Mike Show. Uh, their show is live right now. Santa Anita Late Pick 4 Preview. They covered that on the Magic Mike Show. Go check that out on the same platforms you're listening to this right now. Super Bowl Sunday. This Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. The Chiefs are back, and you know I'm representing the Chiefs right now. Uh, I'll be on the Ricky's Rockets. Uh, Ricky, what do you call it? Ricky Rockets Hour. Rocket Hour. Ricky's out. Rocket Hour. Uh, I'll be on that tomorrow uh, talking about the Chiefs, I'm sure. So, uh, big game, big game. I don't, I honestly, I don't, I mean, I don't know what the current odds are. I don't, I don't care about that. Right. I, I when you're, when your team's in the game, like we, you kind of, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. It's like, you don't care. Mm -hmm. Just, just win. Just, just win. I don't care if they cover. I don't care. I prefer if they covered. It'd make my life a lot less stressful, but I don't care. I just want them to win. So Chiefs, uh, Bucks, let's get, uh, let's get our picks. What do you think of the game? I, I really don't think this will be a close game. I really don't. I, I think I think I would predict 41 to 17 Chiefs. I don't I really don't think it'll be close. If you look at if you look how the Chiefs pretty much dominated them in the regular season, I, I don't see how Tampa keeps this thing very close. I, I really think it'll be a blowout. <laughs> a blowout. Yeah. I mean I hope you're right, but uh, I'm. Would you say forty-one? What? Forty-one to seventeen. I was saying. I was thinking like forty-one, thirty-one, or something like that. Like I, no. you don't think they'll even get to thirty-one? No, if they get to thirty-one, I will. I, you, we can make any prop bet. There's no way Tampa gets to thirty-one in this game, <laughs> unless they get like three fumble returns for touchdowns somehow. Listen, it it, it ultimately come like there. No bias, which I know is impossible, but there's the Chiefs are by and far the best team in, the, in this game. It's not close. It's mm -hmm. not close. I mean, they 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 were on their way of of dismantling the the Browns until Mahomes got hurt. They dismantled in every definition of dismantled the the uh, the Bills. I mean, that was a clinic. Uh, and now they come into this game. Mahomes is ready. Everyone's ready. They've been there before. They, the thing about the Chiefs is so fun is even though they've won, they're still hungry. And 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 one thing I've noticed in the media, kind of, it's been weird this year, obviously with with not a lot of you know the press row and stuff like that. But um, the one thing, other than Brady, obviously, because <laughs> the guy's been there a time, um, it's like everyone on the Bucks is like talking shit and like they're like feeling good about themselves, and whereas the Chiefs are just kind of like keeping quiet you know because it's like we've been here and we're gonna take care of business and then you know then we can talk but you know i feel like the bucks feel like you know they made the super bowl and like we're here and now it's you know it's like okay well we got to get another game to go so no i it's a i think it's gonna be a fun matchup i mean i'm sick of talking about the goat baby goat thing like it's just like look can we just get the game <laughs> i mean it's cool to say brady versus mahomes you know everyone wants to see that matchup again but bottom line is 
the Chiefs were completely thrashing the Bucks, and then they did their thing like they do, uh, where they let up. But they haven't done that in the playoffs this year. You know, I again, I like the Browns game they did, but they also <laughs> had Hitty out there as well. So I mean, they, you know, they didn't have Mahomes, and um, so obviously, as long as he's healthy, and the word is he's healthy, so. Uh, the COVID dude, the COVID thing, man, for me, you know, I saw, you know, Dennis said, you know, the barber, yeah, I've heard the barber story, um, how the barber tested positive and, you know, Mahomes is in line. It's like, to me, it's just like, can we get to the game without anybody being out of the game? Like, to me, like that, it's so, it's just a weird year where you just don't know something completely random. Like, I almost think there's no way they would play this game without Patrick Mahomes being, like, if he tested positive, would they really be able to, to i guess they would they'd have to but it almost feel like the nfl would be like yeah just wear a mask just just wear a mask while you're playing yeah i'm not worried it's the last game of the year i'm not worried about that he's gonna play you know <laughs> i'm not worried about the COVID aspect of it uh i i guess the path for the bucks to win is a mahomes injury i would say that that's that's the path for the bucks to win here's what people don't realize about the chiefs their defense is actually like fantastic baker mayfield and the browns were killing everybody every every defense they went up against second half of the year they moved the ball all over them they threw all over them they ran all over them they the chiefs shut down the browns and i know your jackass response would be well baker blah 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 he sucks it doesn't they couldn't run the ball nick chubb could not run the ball hunt could not run the ball they couldn't they had no time to throw they dominated the browns offense Last yeah. week, you're not going to sit here and, and mouth Josh Allen. They killed Josh Allen. He was he absolutely got his ass beat in that game. And I felt did, bad yeah. for him at the end of it. They demolished the Bills defensively. They they shut them down. They are going to kill Tom Brady. I I think it's going to be a really long night for Tom Brady. Unfortunately, because I really like Tom Brady, but I, I I just don't see how an immobile quarterback is going to be able to survive against this defense when they have, they, they brutally beat uh, Allen last week. Oh, they, they beat yeah. him up. Um, I just don't see how this game's close. I really don't. I, I think, yeah, I, I, the, the chiefs, I don't know. I think the chiefs win. I, I, it's an amazing thing to go into the game being like, I'm nervous. I'm getting nervous. I've been, <laughs> I watched the Super Bowl again for like the 10th time. Well, more like the hundredth time. <laughs> Um, I watched it the other night and then I've watched all the hype videos and it's just like, I'm getting nervous, but uh, it, it's like, yeah, take care of business. They'll win. Like you go into every mm -hmm. single game, like they should win. So, um, I, I feel confidence in my quarterback. I feel confidence in our team. I, I just don't think there's a way to stop our offense. And uh, like you say, the defense is completely underrated. Uh, they will make life hell for, for Brady Spags, man. He knows how to beat Brady. You know, he's done it before in, in New York. He's done it with the Chiefs. Um, he knows how to beat them. And, and I, they're going to pull out all the stops, I feel like. You know, um, their team is better than they were, the, the Bucks than they were um, when we played them. The Chiefs are also, you saw like a, a B effort out of the Chiefs, you know, in, in the Bucks game. So, I mean, they're, mm -hmm. both teams, like, you can't really go off that. So, yeah, for me, the Chiefs are going to win. Um, I hope, man. Gosh, I hope. It's unbelievable to think they could go back-to-back. -back. 
Uh, it, it, we don't see that. I think that what was it like the last time, 2003 or four with Brady, four or five, something like that. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, it's cool. Like it's cool to see Brady in the game. I like. I am with you. I love Brady. I I've always liked Brady. I don't. People hate him because they ain't him. Basically, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. he's <laughs> enjoy it because we'll never. And I and I as a Mahomes fan, he's the only guy that you could you could that has an op. In in the time that you and I are alive, the only guy that has a chance to be another Brady is the guy that's playing him on Sunday, and that's it. Yep. There's not gonna ever be another one for in our lifetime. So enjoy it because it's amazing what this guy has been able to do and, and immediately goes over to, what were they, 7-9 and nine or something last year and goes to the Bucks and just instantly turns them into a Super Bowl team overnight. I mean, it's just unreal what this guy has been able to do. He is, you know, I heard some people say the Patriot way. He is the Patriot way. He, he Everywhere he goes. Um, so it's it's I have a lot of respect for him, and I think he's just a good guy. Um, a lot of people don't agree with that, but I do. So it's exciting to see Tom Brady in the game, but I hope they kick his ass on Sunday. So I'm gonna go. I'm sticking with it. 41-31 Chiefs. I hope your prediction is right. Uh, just for my, you know, the but the Bills game. You and I watched it together, and I was I was obviously very intense early on, but I was able to kind of yeah. breathe halfway through the games. You're like, they're gonna win. So I I, I can oh, yeah. use that in Super Bowl because I used to enjoy the Super Bowls. Now it's just a stress. All I do is stress. Like I. <laughs> It's so nervous. I don't eat. I, I I do drink, but I don't eat, and it's just I get nervous. So I need to enjoy this game somehow. You do. I agree, and you will. You will. It'll All be right. a fun game for you. Let's I go. Promise. Let's go, Chiefs. Come on. Hey, by the way, I've got Cohen. Um, today we are playing catch. He's he's always Mahomes. I'm Travis Kelsey, um, but he he calls them the stinking bucks. And it's, and it's hilarious. I say, who's going to win on Sunday? The Chiefs. I said, who are they playing? Stinking Bucks. And so it's like, oh, yeah, baby. Let's do it. All right. So I've got my I got my kids trained. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, it's definitely, yeah. You know, Dennis says you've been here before. It is. It's crazy to think last year it was like we are just happy to be there, you know? Like we finally broke through and got to Super Bowl. And you're like, hey, we might be able to win that game. But this year you're like, yeah, they should win. There should be no doubt about it. So, um, all right. That's all the time we have, guys. Let's go, Chiefs. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Alterman. If you're playing this weekend, playing horse racing, good luck this week. If you're playing, if you're betting the Super Bowl, good luck with that. And one last thing. Go Chiefs! RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. RacingDudes.com for all of your needs. RacingDudes.com for all of your leads. RacingDudes.com for all of your bets. RacingDudes.com as good as it gets. Showtime, a-holes!